Odd People, you are listening to The Universe Unhinged, your weekly news for all things bizarre. I'm Chris. And I'm Liz. We should probably put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode for people Ooh. that have triskaidekaphobia. Do you know what that is? No. Is that like the disease with your hair where you pull it out? <laughs> Is that what that is? No. Okay. Uh, Triskaidekaphobia. If for any listeners are out there who know what I'm talking about, the Tristel, I don't know. Please, please let me. Please let me know what disease I'm thinking of. I have no idea. But, but what is that one? You're ruining the creep factor of our episode. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> okay, so triskaidekaphobia is the fear of the number 13. Since this is our Wait For It 13th episode. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> you, 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 you! <laughs> We could, we could though, just label the episode twelve B instead of thirteen for people that are oh, do have like a fear okay. of thirteen. Because did you know that um, anytime you see like twelve B or M uh, or like on an elevator or in an apartment complex, if it's labeled that way, that it's because um, the hotel specifically did that to avoid putting the number 13 on their, like, the elevator or the floor or whatever it is. So, I've never heard of 12B, like, doing a B, but yeah. I will I will share okay. that when I started working at the building that I work for now, yeah. downtown Nashville, they're like, oh, if you go upstairs, I work on floor 12. They're like, oh, if you go upstairs to... <laughs> Floor 12 to 14. And I'm like, 14? What do you... No, and like, upstairs would be floor 13. They're like, no, 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 there's no 13th floor. I was like, what? There's no 13th floor? They're like, no, none of the buildings in Nashville have a 13th floor. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's <laughs> so why. Sure enough, I, that's why. Yes, yes. Um, crazy. Yeah, because I, I did also read that sometimes they'll just completely skip over the number yes. completely. So <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I'm like, you can call it whatever you want, but that's it's the 13th still the thirteenth floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, there's people that will avoid like the number thirteen at all costs. And here's something I didn't know: Stephen King is actually one of those uh, people who has a fear of the number what? thirteen. Yeah, in an, wow. in an interview in the 80s, uh, he was interviewed and Stephen King admitted that he steps over the 13th stair, that, <laughs> <laughs> that he feels uncomfortable stopping on channel 13. And, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> and he refuses to pause on page 13. And even on pages where the numbers add up to 13, like 94, uh, while he is reading books, he he completely avoids them. So, yeah. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. So he skips over like all of those pages in a book. He or does not he just... pause on. He said he feels uncomfortable what does that pausing mean? on them. I don't know if he just like quickly skims <laughs> it and moves on, or does. I, I mean, one wonders how much he's missing 
Like, is he missing? Who knows? Somebody could have died on page 13 and he would never know. Because he didn't read it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he went on to say that he knows that it's a a bit neurotic, but that he also believes it's a lot safer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. For someone as, like, just such a brilliant writer as him, I am floored by that. Um, You think you know a man. (laughs) Yeah. So from now until the end of October, we will be doing a special podcast edition and sticking with our love for the spooky season. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what podcast? What's the special? <laughs> or did, did you did we talk about this? Are you... <laughs> I guess I'm the only one who got the memo this week. <laughs> <laughs> episode in a series that we're going to be doing through the month of October. We talked about this, remember? Okay, kind of. <laughs> this year, <laughs> you're making it feel sound so official that I'm feeling like I didn't come prepared. <laughs> well, but, did you bring okay. with you something a little scarier than usual or spooky or something today? Maybe. Yes. Let's go. I feel pressure now. I don't want to say yes and then it not be. That's okay. That's okay. Well, for future. Okay. But it's starting now. It's starting right now. Just so you know. Okay. Got it. Okay. So I'm I'm ready to experience it. Be prepared to be scared, (laughs) creeped out, or at least a little weirded out while you sip on some pumpkin flavored coffee, of course. For the whole, the rest of the, till October. Like I said, that's what we're going to be doing. So make sure you come more prepared next week, Liz. Spooky stories. I feel like I just failed the homework assignment and <laughs> I feel shame. You know what? That's not true. My, fr- I definitely got the, it's fine. I think I can confidently say I'm, I've got this. So for people that don't know, like we don't know what each other is going to talk about until the day of the podcast. But what we do is we'll send each other like a little clue, just like one word of what each of us are going to talk about beforehand. So that way, when we're searching for our articles or whatever that we're doing, we don't end up doing the same exact thing. So so when you sent me yours, like your, your clue, I was like, okay, well, I mean, that sounds scary. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I'll let you be the judge. Okay. That's gonna be our end end of episode question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to our stories, can I share something really quick that happened? Yes. Okay. I would love to hear. I need to get this off my chest. Um <sighs> I was in the bathroom at Target last week. Okay. Mm. And yeah. uh, you used to work there, so maybe you can sure did. shed some light on this for me. Um, okay. So I was in there doing my thing when I noticed <laughs> that the toilet paper smelled like butt. <laughs> no joke. What? Now, I don't... Okay, I, how did you smell the toilet paper? I don't usually make a habit of, like, sniffing toilet paper before <laughs> I I use it. <laughs> But in this case, I had to blow my nose, and okay. it straight up smelled like butt. 
This is so gross. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was. Oh, a, I have a theory. Okay, you tell me your theory in a second, but I, I feel like it was um like a pre-scented butt smell that they sprayed on it to like give it that <laughs> pre-butt smell scent. I don't know. But my thing now is people to whiff it before you wipe it. So oh, now when I go, <laughs> I go into bathrooms, that's what I do. And I feel like that should be a shirt. We should make that a shirt. Whiff it before Whiff you it wipe before it. before you wipe it. I like that. That's, that is, um, that's catchy. That's got a ring. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I do. I'd wear, I'd represent that. All right. So what's your theory? Cause I'm dying to know. My my theory is that the toilet paper dropped on the floor oh. and into who knows what, but like I was, no, was, was don't was, tell me that was the <laughs> was the toilet paper on the outside of the thing or was it on the inside? I was on the inside, you know, like it was attached. Yeah, but still, it could have dropped and then it got wet and or whatever in something, and then they just put it back over there. And I wiped my face in no, feces. you wiped your face with it. <laughs> right there Moral. and this has concluded our spooky season episode <laughs> <laughs> moral moral of the story people whiff it before you wipe it with oh man especially I'm, at target yeah. <laughs> i'm writing that down on your christmas list right now what what <laughs> whip it a t-shirt with it before you wipe it or a hat <laughs> <laughs> That's your Christmas gift this year. Thank you. Noted. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. And now I'm even more grossed out after you told me your theory, but anyway. I mean, I've seen that happen so often where it'll fall into something on the floor and then it'll just... <laughs> just pick it back know, up. So <laughs> put it back up on the holster. So I, you know, I don't even think this is not bad advice. <laughs> Well, on that happy note, okay. let's get in to some additional spooky stuff. Okay. 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 So this is really just like, I just want to share. This is just like a little sharing moment. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of two, se- two sentence horror stories? Two sentence horror stories. No. <laughs> yes. Um, there's so many of them online and they're really good. And I want to, I'm going to share some with you because okay. they're exactly what they are. They're two sentence horror stories. Okay. That's just got exciting. a couple. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to share, hear your thoughts. Yeah. Share some good spooks. Um, they're so good that I'm, some of them, some of them are so good that I'm like, I want this to be a movie. Like I want to hear more. Are these true stories or no? No. Let me, let me, let me give you an example so that you, let me, let me read one so that you know what they are. So they're two sentence horror stories. Up first, there was a picture in my phone of me sleeping. I live alone. Okay. Like somebody took the picture of them or. Exactly. Or. Exactly. But that's the story. That's it. Doesn't it leave you wanting more? It does. In your imagination. Yeah, or did they, or did they sleepwalk, like sleep, sleepwalk or whatever and take their own picture? Who knows? Perhaps. I would think it's someone took it, left it, left the phone next to the bed, and then... But that would definitely be creepy. Like, yeah, if you did live alone and nobody else lived with you and you saw that, uh, what would you do? 
I, um, I would probably report it. Wouldn't you? You'd have to. I don't think I would report it. The like, if it just happened once, and I was like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Mm-mm. You're the girl in the horror movie that doesn't <laughs> report it once, and everyone's like, that that girl deserved to die. She gonna die, and when it happens, that's why you report it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what just that's what that is <laughs> okay okay you got me okay. there okay next up we've got <clears throat> my sister says that mommy killed her mommy says that I don't have a sister oh so like they're kind of like mind twists yeah. too cause in that situation it's like is the sister is she hallucinating the sister or is her mommy a killer and actually did kill her sister? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. My sister says that mommy killed her. Mommy says I don't have a sister. I've never They're heard so of these you before. They're so fun. Huh. That does remind me of like a story, like a little mini horror story that I started writing, but I never finished it. <laughs> you should finish it because this this is like I want more. The yeah. cons- like the concepts are so good. Okay, keep going. So this one, as a parent, I would love to hear what you would do. Okay. I awoke to the sound of the baby monitor crackling with a voice comforting my firstborn child. As I adjusted to a new position, my arm brushed against my wife sleeping next to me. <laughs> Wait, read that again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not get that? Did I lose? Where did I lose you? It's two sentences. There's not a lot of room from point A to B to drop off. Read it again. (laughs) Okay, are you with me? Are we ready? Yes. Okay. I awoke to the sounds of the baby monitor crackling with a voice comforting my firstborn child. As I adjusted to a new position, my arm brushed against my wife, sleeping next to me. So, like, there's a ghost or something? Yeah, like, like there's, like, the father, sounds like, is sleeping in bed. He hears on the baby monitor, oh, someone's comforting his child. Oh, he thinks it's the wife. It's okay. his wife. Okay. But then he leans over and he's like, oh my gosh, my wife is sleeping next to me. Gotcha. Who is talking to my baby? Oh, that is creepy. Have you ever heard of anything spooky in the baby monitor when Bailey was a like no infant? Uh uh-uh. uh, nothing. Okay, Never. but that that is something that would be crazy <laughs> and would that definitely would, I, scare yeah. me and terrify me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, got two more for you. Okay, I wake up and everything feels wrong. It's too quiet outside. I look out the window and see everyone standing still, looking at my house. This is one of my biggest nightmares. I think about this all the time, actually. Do you really? All the time. All the time. If I look out a window um, and it's like kind of um, like just gray, gray, gray gets me or just like a night, a nice night. Yeah. I will look out the window and I think, man, what if there was like a group of people standing on our front lawn just staring at the house? So, remember when we went to Warwick Woods, which I would love to go back there. Where's Warwick Woods? I know the name. Warwick Woods was that really creepy wooded area that we went to with those, um, like, 
tents that were like in the woods. And we, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, uh, I was so yeah, freaked out totally. after that that my mind mm-hmm. just started running wild like when we got back. And that yeah. was one of the things that I can remember is like, oh, like what if I looked out the window and I saw these like cloaked Ooh. figures just standing outside, like staring uh. in at me. Or, you know what I mean? Because it just, oh, yes. that place just had that creep factor feel to it. So. <laughs> totally. Totally. That, I don't know, something about like a group of people wanting to commit some heinous crime against other, like another person or other people. Uh. It's like, it's like, how did you guys all find each other? There's so many people <laughs> with this terrible idea who want to do this horrible thing. There's so to many you. Of you that this many of you found each other. Yeah, like, how? <laughs> oh my gosh, like the odds are just, oh, it's freaky. Oh, that is definitely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> okay, last one for you. Okay. Ahem. Put back the mirrors. We miss watching you. <laughs> oh, that's really crazy. Like cameras or something behind or I, or people living there, people? a ghost. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe cameras. I don't know. There's too many possibilities. It freaks me out. You know, I hate mirrors, especially in the dark. <laughs> but I don't even. I don't, I don't know. know where you got this that from. Chills. Oh, uh, see episode what three or four? Insert whatever episode we discussed. Um, yeah, that which I don't remember what episode. I know we talked about it before that when we stayed in. Uh, I think I no, it wasn't Florida. We stayed in Ipsy, I believe, and mm, there that yeah. creepy house, and it had like a mirror. But it, mm. and then behind it, there was like the secret passage or something behind it. Yes. Behind yes, the yes. mirror. Was that there? Yeah. Okay. And the, yeah, that. yeah, there was something behind it. I remember. And then there was also that weird, creepy passage in the basement too, because we I went do that crawl that. space or whatever. But no, yes. there was something in the bathroom because we were all like, "Oh, this is crazy! Like somebody could, like a little person could fit back oh, here I and be watching that. us." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's something, they're just, they're not, mirrors aren't right. <laughs> what are they hiding? What are they hiding? I don't know. Especially when you're staying something. in like an Airbnb and you discover mm-hmm. something like that. It's like, oh, uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This isn't my home. What has been going on here before I got here? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that place was, uh, I wouldn't mind staying there again though, just to... Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I mean, those things though. Those, even though we're talking about like, oh my gosh, that was so creepy. Yeah, that made it cool. Oh yeah, in a way, like that makes me. Yeah, I appreciate it even more. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Those are just some thought that would give us a good spooky vibe. See, that was good. Uh, that was good. Good yeah. job. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll take a bow. All right. So my story that I'm going to share today, let's step back in time, shall we? Okay. Okay. I'd like to paint a picture for you. The year is 1578, and you live in Norwich, England, which has grown to be the second largest and second wealthiest city in the country. 
It's in England? In England, yes. In 1578, oh. Norwich, England. Okay. Um, okay. It is summertime, uh, end of July, beginning of August. I think it was more more like August at this time. There's an air of excitement in the air as Queen Elizabeth I has come for a visit, bringing with her an entourage of some 2,000 people. No expenses spared as the city took to the streets to clean up, whilst also removing the body parts and heads from dead criminals that plastered the walls like some kind of gruesome mm. modern art. The queen stays for five days at the bishop's palace and is fully entertained by theater, music, and dancing. She also visits many of the local houses, one of which is called the Augustine Stewart House and was an old merchant's house, once home to the mayor of Norwich. It's exhausting for everyone involved, but after her grand departure, you go back to your dull, drear life. Now, we can't be sure of it if the queen and her entourage were the cause or not, but shortly after her departure, a devastating plague swept through, killing one-third of the population. Whoa. Yeah. Old plague pits. Now, this isn't the first time that the plague has, you know, ravaged through the, the streets yeah. of England, but it's one of many... Yeah. So the old plague pits that they had had for previous outbreaks were reopened so that corpses that lay dead in the streets could be easily discarded and burned. Can you even imagine, first of all, living during this time period? Absolutely not. I think we talked about this on last podcast episode, or one of them about, like, just England at this time. How dirty. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the fact, yeah, first imagine. of all, that they had to clean up the body parts and dissevered dis heads before the queen arrived. Uh, oh. That just scattered, like, the walls because that's what they did to frighten um, criminals. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then they wonder why there's so many illnesses yeah. going around and they're like, well, let's just take this head and plaster it along the <laughs> right up here. Let's yeah. just take the corpses and like plaster them for show for art. Yeah. And it's like, that's probably not the most sanitary thing, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was a disgusting, dirty time. City officials made the bold yet cruel decision to bolt up houses that were infected, uh, locking their inhabitants. With the people inside? With the people inside. Um, inside to fight for their lives as they were left for dead. So if you lived in a household that, you know, was speculated to have had the plague, or if a couple family members in your home had the plague, but you so far were clear, they would bolt it up, lock you in, and say, basically, good luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds like I just watched Saw. Like, the first Saw. That feels like a Saw scene. Oh. Like, that scene, that real-life scene could be put into a Saw movie. Well, could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> could you imagine if something like that would have happened during, like, the COVID months? And the, the officials were like, okay, we're just going to go around and we're going to lock you all in your homes. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much told us we couldn't leave our homes, but to actually uh, physically bolt you in 
and be like, okay, you're not leaving. I can't even imagine. <laughs> okay, is there some... This is an odd... This is... I don't know. No, no. I have to ask it. Or maybe I'll save it for the end. Okay. No. Is there a world in which we should lock it up? That, that it's justified? If the plague is that terrible, and you know this house, like, they ain't gonna be fixed. We don't have a cure for it. Do you let those people run out of there and, like disease others or do you yeah, but at this point and act like see well the thing is happen. though i mean we we both know like what caught what the cause now was of the bubonic plague and all that it was the fleas from the rats that was infested that was um yeah infesting people and making yeah. them sick at that time they didn't know obviously what the cause was yeah so i, I don't know i mean <laughs> I that's it's a, a that's a moral conundrum. Yeah, that is definitely. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. That's that's for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Within just two weeks uh, from the queen's departure and her two thousand guests that she had brought with her, uh, just about after two weeks, um, the streets that were once filled with joy celebration were now filled with death and disease. One such house that was boarded shut was the Augustine Stewart House, one of those homes that the Queen herself had visited during her time in Norwich, England. One by one, the residents of Augustine Stewart House succumbed to the disease, and deciding that everyone inside was dead, bailiffs order it to be locked, bolted, up so as to prevent wow. further spread of the plague. Uh, this is a real life nightmare. It is. So now this source that I'm using is from NorfolkLive.com and while they say that bailiffs thought everyone was dead um, at the time that they had uh, boarded the house up, there are plenty other accounts that say that people were locked in their homes whether dead or alive um, thinking that that would help stop the spread um, so that they fully did were aware you know that people were locked up yeah. inside yeah alive wow. weeks later bailiffs reopened the house to remove the bodies only to find a horrific sight oh my god don't tell me <laughs> but tell me <laughs> Many of the bodies appeared to have strange marks on them, and in fact, they looked just like teeth marks and bits of flesh were missing from some of the limbs. It transpired that, rather than being rat bites, that these were the work of a young girl or woman that was living in the house. The bailiffs had boarded her up in the house with uh, this poor girl left alone with her dead family forcing her to resort to cannibalism. Oh my gosh. So how did she die, you ask? Did she succumb to the plague or die of starvation? I didn't ask. <laughs> Would you care so to know? <laughs> I suppose. Not really, but yes, tell me. Curiosity killed me. <laughs> Further investigation found that the young daughter had human remains stuffed inside her mouth and, and throat, oh. suggesting... That she choked to a lonely and unfortunate death, say the folks at Mirror.uk. 
Augustine Stewart House is said to be one of the most haunted places in the area, and there are numerous eyewitness accounts that say they have seen the Lady in Grey, as she is referred to, roaming the halls as well as the outside of the alleyway. So it's just... So she died pretty much from choking on human flesh, is how she died. Um, and was she related to them? Oh yeah, she was their daughter. Did, did you say... Yeah, okay, so not only did she die, she died choking on the flesh of her Parents. mother. Yeah. Or yep. her, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Stuff like this, as a horror movie buff, makes me wonder, why don't, why don't, why are we making horror movies like this? This is good stuff. Oh, it's horrifying. That would be a though. great it's movie. horrifying. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so a DJ worked at a nearby club uh, on Tumlin called Ritzy's, I guess is what it was called. It was it was popular during the 80s, but he was interviewed at one point and said that um, he saw an unkept woman exit a toilet cubicle who had no feet and was floating down the corridor. In absolute fear, he told the manager what he had witnessed, but he was warned to keep quiet if he wanted to keep his job as ghosts were bad for business. Um, oh. <laughs> and there's been several... Are they bad for business? Yeah, I, I know. That was a long time ago. But I mean, nowadays people are like, yeah, how many ghosts you yeah. have here? We'll stay here. <laughs> we'll lock ourselves up in this place where 13 people totally. died on the 13th floor on Friday the 13th. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But today... You can you can tour the home also, and it is also wow. now an escape room, which is themed. Oh. Um, the haunted is the name of it, and explore the sad, tortured moments of the lady in gray. Oh uh, my gosh! Okay. Oh wow! And while you and I Do both, almost... I was just gonna say, while you and I both love escape rooms, part of me feels sad. That such a tragic oh. event in history is now an escape room. <laughs> Christina, that is exactly what I was just yeah, about to say. Yeah. I was about to say, I just feel a way about having turned that into an escape yes. room. Yes. I know. Like, it feels disrespectful. It does. Like, when I think about something like that, I think about, oh my gosh, if that was my loved one. Mm. And, like, th- I would, that, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a place where such horrific acts occurred and to take that and to kind of make Mm -hmm. it like a mockery, I guess. I don't know. I just, it feels wrong in a way to me. (laughs) Totally. That said, I'm not, I I ain't saying I want to go. Exactly. I'm just saying. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm questioning if. I wouldn't if if that was my like if I owned that house I would not turn it into escape room but would I visit it and and do the escape room absolutely probably yes (laughs) I wish I were a better person but I'm not this is who I am (laughs) wow that was amazing that was so good so hopefully people enjoy that story and you can sleep tonight as you listen oh, to the chewing man. of a girl choking on her no <laughs> kidding oh my gosh <laughs> all right so that was my bravo hats off to you for that one that one takes the cake <laughs> um well uh this isn't 
I would. This isn't fun, but this is something. <laughs> so, well, I was excited when you told me what it was. It's a true. It's a true crime, like all stories. Okay. For me. Okay. So. Are you someone that's afraid of clowns? I just gotta know. Are you like one of those people? No. Who's like a... I mean, I obviously okay. I had a friend who was terrified of them, and I hate to say it, but Jenny, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but I did used to like torture her with clowns. So <laughs> I forgot that she. I remember that being a thing that she was really. Into oh clowns. yeah, she was terrified of them. I would specifically wear my clown shirt that I got. I don't remember where I got okay, it yeah. from, but I would wear it to school just to torture her. <laughs> wow. This oh, is this is a reason a, why you friend. never tell people your fears. Like I would never tell people what I'm afraid of on here. Well, you know what it is, but I would never say it on here because I would never <clears> want <throat> that to come back and haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a what we're afraid of. Why didn't I ask you that? Oh, It'll come out. No. We're gonna. I would slip it out, but I'm not going to. I'll leave it for a later episode. <laughs> okay. Good timing. Okay. Maybe I'll find a story that'll tie it together. Oh no! See, this is this is what you get. <laughs> All those years of me torturing you. Do you remember, I just, I have to ask too, do you remember, I have like this faint memory of like there being clown stuff everywhere growing up and mom being like, Alyssa collects clowns. And like, and I remember being like, I collect clowns. Why do I collect clowns? And what, what was that about? Why did I, first why did of mom all, say first I collected all, clowns? I don't I, remember. I feel like she collected clowns and it was just like an excuse. To continue to purchase a bunch of clown okay, stuff. Okay, so I cannot... I, I must either be a senile, but I have no recollection <laughs> of a single clown that you ever owned. So please enlighten You're me on joking. that You're joking. No! We had a whole cabinet with clown knickknacks, Christina. We did not! Yes, we did. And then you had your whole <laughs> unicorn knickknacks. And she would go... She would always say, Christina collects unicorns and you collect clowns. And I remember being like, why do I get the clown? <laughs> why? Like, the unicorns are beautiful. They're magical. Everyone loves a unicorn. No one likes a clown. Even as a child, I recognized this. Okay, I really wish we had pictures of this because... Obviously, yes, I collect unicorns, but I do not remember your your clown collection. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wow. Okay, well, I could stick. I could stay on this topic all day, but but I, rest assured, I will be taking this up with mother. Okay. Yes, so. please, please do. <laughs> okay. Well, um, anyone who does get the heebie-jeebies from clowns. Uh, this one is for you. So this one is timely in that the trial is still going on. It's been a delayed, which is wild to me. It's been delayed up to six times. And the last time it was delayed was this past May. So let's go back to 1990. Uh, it was May in the fun-filled state of Florida. And a customer showed up at a costume shop and begged to be let in at closing, which note to any of my fellow retail working people out there, never let someone in at closing, period. Was this a if clown? Begging Did you to say come it was a clown? In, just a normal customer. Oh. Just a customer. <laughs> Either way, though, if I'm locking the doors, it is a, no. like, we close, if we close at 11 and it's 10.55, you ain't coming in. No. No, go home. And if it's 11... Absolutely not. I, there's nothing you can say. And at a, at a costume shop, go home. Come back tomorrow. Uh. 
Well, they let this customer in. And on that night, 28 years ago, the woman urgently told two clerks she needed a clown suit, an orange wig, white gloves, a red nose, and enough white makeup to cover her face entirely. Two days after this, Marlene Warren is at home. She's eating breakfast with her 22-year-old son and a few of his friends. Her doorbell rings. Marlene answers the front door where a clown has two balloons. Once one of the balloons is set reading, you're the greatest. And the clown has a bouquet of flowers. The son reports having heard his mom from the kitchen say, how nice, in a sweet voice, as if the clown was handing her the balloons and the flowers. After the clown hands the items to Marlene, the clown pulls out a gun, shoots her in the face. What? The clown then calmly walks back to their white Chrysler LeBron. Lebanon? LeBron? I don't know. I'm not a car, but a car. <laughs> it's a car. And they drive away. <laughs> now, one of the clerks who sold the clown costume two nights before identified the customer that they sold the clown outfit too as Sheila Keen. And Sheila was rumored to be having an affair with the victim Marlene Warren's husband. So now that's one of the clerks. One of the clerks identified the customer as Sheila Keen. The other clerk thought it might be Keen, but wasn't 100% sure. Okay. So now Michael Warren, so husband of victim Marlene, at the time, owned a used car lot, and Sheila Keene did uh, repossessions for him. And employees had told detectives Warren and Keene had been seen kissing and having sex in the office. I don't know if they saw it or what. <laughs> I don't know. They allegedly, that's what they were doing. Okay. And her neighbors said he was frequently at her house. Now, Warren and Keene adamantly denied a relationship throughout the entire the entire investigation, they deny that they were in a relationship. Warren told detectives he and his wife had a good relationship, but his employees and her family said Marlene Warren had been threatening a divorce, uh, to divorce him over numerous affairs and a beating she said he had administered a year before. Warren's employees told detectives he had said he would never divorce because his wife would have gotten half of his assets. So now the detectives, at this point, they know Sheila is their primary suspect, but they didn't have enough evidence to arrest her. And in a trial, this is just from like all the true crimes that I listened to and all this, you only get one chance. And so a lot of times investigators, they'll wait, even if they have like a good amount of evidence, if they don't think they can get a jury to convict, they're not going to go to trial because they only get one shot. So in this case, this is 1990. Uh -huh. They don't end up finally taking her to trial until 2017. What? Yes, because they just, they were like, we have some evidence, but we don't have enough. That's insane. Because if you go, yeah, and this happens all the time, where, you know, and it stinks because it's, you know, the families of these people, they just, they're, the, they'll ask questions and the police are like, we're still working on it, but they don't get any information. If you don't have it, you don't have it. So sometimes patience is the best. So while detectives continue to work on the case, while they're continuing to work. At this point, um, as far as Michael's concerned, Sheila's the primary suspect. He does know that. 
But that's okay. In 2002, Michael still decides that he and Sheila should get married. So they got married. So, so much for not being in a relationship during that time. But, um, so he married the primary suspect of his wife's murder. So it's taken detectives 27 years to finally make an arrest. But in 2017, Sheila Keen was arrested in Virginia. She's been in Palm Beach County Jail ever since. She was denied a request to be released from jail while awaiting trial. So she's been held since 2017. And like I said in the beginning, her trial's been delayed six times. Um, And one of the biggest difficulties they've had is getting witnesses in order because this took place in 1990. So witnesses at this point, they're in their 60s, they're in their 70s, they're in their 80s. It's, you know, some are dead. Others are debilitated. Some don't know what the heck's going on. Okay, so... There's just... There's a lot of work. I have to ask, like, how... What... What is it that made them be like, okay, this 20-some years have gone by, and now we have the evidence to... They to were able to match... They were able to match the... Cl- so they found the vehicle that had been abandoned. Um, like, years the, prior? The vehicle... Yes, like years prior, but they finally, because of D- a lot of these cases back then, they didn't have the DNA um, technology mm-hmm. at the time. And now that our technology is so advanced, a lot of these <clears throat> DNA kits are coming out where they're going back to old cases and being able to test uh, evidence okay. and match it with someone. So they found actually uh, wig pieces of the wig mm-hmm. that matched her DNA of the clown wig in oh, the car. Oh, okay. Yes. And they just, the technology. So they were, you know, you're just sitting on all these stuff until it could be tested. So this, I mean, thank God for technology because it has helped a lot with these investigations throughout time. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so as of now, she still hasn't been, the trial still hasn't gone on, but the trial is set as of right now for October 21st of this year mm. for who is known as the Florida Killer Clown. <laughs> Florida killer clown. <laughs> Only in Florida, folks. Only in Florida. So she, right now, though, she is, like, incarcerated or whatever. She's... Yes. Yes, yes. They tried to get her out on bail when they when they found her, in tw- when they um, arrested her in 2017. Mm-hmm. She was denied that. So she has just been held in a county jail. So it's not prison. Yeah. Um, but still, she's being held. She's not on the streets. So... That's crazy. Hopefully... Yeah, so I will be following this case. I'm curious because yeah. this is, from what I could tell, was like a pretty big news covered story at the time. So October 21st, more to come. I'll I'll share in a later episode. Too, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with that. Totally. Don't open your door if there's a clown standing there. <laughs> I mean, that's just common sense, people. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> In the 90s, though, you guys were doing some wild stuff, you know? <laughs> Are we back so, to this again? So, you're just letting... You, <laughs> the 90s were a wild time. Um, I'm sure she... And, like, the fact that her son heard her open the door and just say, oh, how nice. I'm sure she thought, like, oh, my husband or someone sent this clown to be delivered. Yeah, no, and, no, no. Dan, if you're listening, if you send a clown to my house, I'm not opening the door. I'm not... If he's got flowers, nope, not doing it. Oh my never, gosh. never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down on your Christmas wish list as well. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm gonna open my door one day and there's gonna be a clown standing there with like a, a cake that says boo or something from you. 
clown delivered <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> got it. <laughs> so you've got to whip it before you wipe it shirt or hat. <laughs> We're versatile here. <laughs> or... And, sorry, and, or a clown delivered for Christmas. Uh, this is going to be a great year for you. Great year for Christmas. Make sure the whiff it before you wipe it has, like, a picture of toilet paper on it so people know what you're talking about, not like, yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect one. TP specified. Uh, see, if we were more popular as a podcast, we could sell these shirts and we'd make a fortune. <laughs> uh, one day. One day we're going to get famous and we're going to have like a cult following and they're going to come back to these original episodes and they're going to go, wow, those girls, we're going to make them a shirt because they really had an idea. And these, they're going to they're gonna come out one day. So to our future listeners who are coming back in time to listen to us now. <laughs> Thank you for doing the work for uh, us. Yes, with this. we appreciate it. <laughs> so, to end our podcast today, um, I have a question for you for this Halloween season. I love love a cozy question. Yes, it's a very cozy question. Okay, are you nice and cozy over there? So cozy. Okay, so if you could be trapped <laughs> in any horror movie. Well, it, not not if you could be, if you had to be. I should, let me let me word it that way. Ooh, it's not House like House of a Thousand Corpses sounds fantastic. Yeah. No. Not like it, it. it's like um, if you could be in any fantasy movie, what would you pick? No, we're not doing that. So this is gonna be like if somebody took you and placed you in a horror movie, and you had to relive that horror movie over and over and over. What would be your worst nightmare, I should say, of a horror movie that you would be trapped in? Oh my gosh, my worst nightmare yeah. of a horror movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's easy. It's Saw. Any one of those situations in Saw... Like, you can outrun a serial killer. I feel like Scream, Michael Myers, Halloween, um, Friday the 13th, even Nightmare on Elm Street, there is a way to defeat the killer, and we see it done time and time again, where you get out in one piece. Okay. Unless you're like a teenage teenage ditzy girl. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) But it... Yeah. Exactly. But... Saw... You're not getting out in one piece. And that is cr- that is terrifying. There's nothing more terrifying than being kidnapped and, like, mutilated or, you know, in a situation where you have to do terrible things to your own physical self or to others is nightmare scenario. Yeah. And. Okay, your turn. What is yours? No, I was just going to say, like, um, I definitely agree with that because that like you said it's one thing to you could outrun a killer but if you've been physically like kidnapped and placed in that situation Mm -hmm. it's harder to get out of it so yeah i can Mm -hmm. that would definitely be horrifying (laughs) yes yes i don't know i i was terrified of the movie nightmare in elm street as a child because just your dreams like in general to and to have them become a reality 
is terrifying. So, <laughs> yes, that is, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I'm gonna have to go with that. Definitely. Nightmare I mean, there's Street. there's others out there, but yeah, I think I'll stick with that one. Fruit. And Freddy is also like a pedophile, you know. So like, there's that <laughs> element. He's he's like an evil, which they only came out within like the newer one, where they were like, actually, he's a pedophile. Really, and I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. In the new, uh, like the the remake of it, I didn't the see the remake. I don't know, so nine or they or actually say it in the movie. Oh yeah, they show they like find photos of little ch- oh, like naked no. kids in his room. Oh, yeah, but, like, that only adds credence oh. to what you're saying, though. Like, he is a villain. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that just makes him even darker. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, for sure, Nightmare on Elm Street. So good choice. Yes. <laughs> Very disturbing. And we would like to get, um, I would love to have, like, feedback on this from other people that are listening out there and tell us, like, what's your worst fear of a horror movie would be to be trapped yeah. in. Yeah. So you can reach out to us on Instagram. You can find us on Linktree. Um, drop us a note and let us know. And maybe I'll also do a poll on Spotify and you can tell us what your worst nightmare of a horror movie would be. So do you have anything else to add? I sure don't. Okay. And guys, we need your help. If you could please drop us a review on Apple iTunes and Spotify, we would greatly appreciate it uh Liz and i have something special planned if we get a hundred reviews but unfortunately That's we sweet. can't share that until it happens so please leave us a review and thanks for listening to our 13th i mean 12b episode <laughs> i'm chris and i'm liz later pod people Bye bye